Welcome to Conversations with Commerce Trust Company. Uh, we have Chief Investment Strategist, Joe Williams. Joe, how are you today? I'm doing great, Chris. Here it is mid-June, and, and uh, this time last year, we were hoping for a rebound that uh, would appear, and it, it, and it has come about. Uh, with the market up 10% this year and over 80% from the lows of 2020, the question we seem to get most of the time is it, is it time to sell or reduce uh, equities below my long-term target? Well, Chris, that was uh, our outlook at the beginning of June and the markets actually continue to move up and now it's up 13.8%. Uh, so it continues to uh, rebound very strongly off the lows that we saw last March, <clears throat> now up well over 80%. But our thoughts are, this market can still move higher. Uh, really our contention at the beginning of the year remains unchanged is that investors' options, uh, they have to invest the uh, cash that they have or liquidity they have, which continues to grow, is limited. We know money market funds yield 0% and, and that hasn't changed any since the beginning of the year. And we also felt interest rates would be increasing uh, this year with maybe the long-term treasury getting up to two and a half percent or two percent by the end of the year. And with that move higher from nine tenths of a percent at the beginning of this year to two percent, that would give you negative returns uh, in the fixed income market. And that has been the case uh, through uh, mid-June now, the fixed income market uh, is down 1.7 percent. So that investment has not been great as we thought that is how it would play out. Now there has been a flood of liquidity, as I mentioned, whether it's been the trillions of dollars from fiscal stimulus uh, from the uh, Fed buying back uh, treasuries uh, at well over $100 billion a month, moving money into the system, uh, along with the um, housing market going up, Again, the stock market going up, consumer net worth is at record highs. Uh, we, we do believe the money will continue flowing into stocks. Now, you would think over the last several years that that's been the case, but it really has just been the case in the last four to five months. In 2019, 2020, money was actually flowing out of the stock market into bonds and into money market funds. So it's just really a recent phenomena that money now is starting to shift back, uh, moving into stocks, which we think will continue to drive prices higher. So the backdrop uh, still remains very favorable uh, for the remainder of the year. Granted, it's not gonna continue at a two to 3% pace every month from here, and there will be periodic corrections along the way uh, but we still think, you know, we can, we can still easily see another 5 to 7% uh, in stocks for the remainder of the year from these levels. So we'll probably have some skeptics out there. Evaluation levels for the stock market were high at the beginning of the year. You want to get specific? Well, valuations were high on a historical basis. Uh, Based on this year's earnings estimates, uh, we're currently trading around 21, 22 times earnings, which is well above the high uh, or the norm, say around 15 times. 
But we do think we can continue trading at the higher end of that range as long as interest rates remain at these record low levels. So that supports uh, the higher valuation. Now, the piece of the puzzle that's really surprised us over the last five to six months is how high earnings estimates have increased uh, after we got the first quarter earnings and with the strength in the economy. We were looking for a great year of earnings, of course, rebounding from the dismal year of 2020. We were looking at the beginning of the year of earnings increasing 35%, which we thought could support uh, a rising market. But right now, the consensus is currently at a 52% earnings gain for this year. And by the end of the year, we think that's going to reach 63%. So we really are seeing these strong earnings gains, which supports the higher market and actually is driving down the valuation levels a little bit. So that is a real positive for the market. And we think that can carry on uh, into 2022, of course, not at a 60% rate, but again, a 15% earnings gain for 2022 uh, gives us excellent prospects for the market over the next 12 months. So I guess you'd have to say there's one more cross current out there and, and, and it's gotta be inflation. Won't, won't the surge in inflation over the last two months, especially uh, to over 5% year over year, force the Fed to tighten eventually and, and, and maybe put a damper on this, uh, on this uh, bull market. Well, Chris, that's, that's right. And we did know inflation just from the extreme low levels that we're, we're dropping off of when we actually had deflation back when the economy was shutting down a year ago. We knew inflation was going to increase uh, as we started getting the April and May numbers, and that indeed has been uh, what's happened. We were expecting inflation to be 4%, and it has uh, surpassed that, and now at 5%. So now the question is, uh, is this enough to spook uh, the Fed uh, to increase interest rates at a faster pace than they originally anticipated? Now, they've come out and said they're not going to increase short-term interest rates this year, probably next year, and until 2023. So, you know, that time could be shortened up. But we do know the Federal Reserve wants to try to get us back to full employment. And currently around the 5.8% level, they want to get that down to that 3 3.5% level we were before the pandemic. So they're willing to take a risk that this move up is temporary in inflation. And by the time we reach the fall, uh, it should normalize again and start to decline. So, you know, we will hear some chatter probably this summer that uh, one way, while they're not going to increase short-term interest rates, they can start to taper. And what that means is they can slow down the amount of bonds they're uh, buying each month, uh, which is providing liquidity into the system. And that sometimes could cause a, a setback you know, three to 5% in the stock market when they come out with this announcement that they might begin at the end of the year or sometime in the fall. 
but we do believe that's temporary. Uh, we don't think short rates are going to go up anytime in the next year to year and a half. And even uh, if they do increase them sometime next year, that doesn't mean the rally in the stock market's over. Stocks typically can rally for another year to two years after the first rate increase. It's not until after a series of those rate increases that finally strangles the economy uh, and, and, uh, and that's the end of the bull market. We still think that's a long ways off though. Joe, as if there weren't enough factors to, uh, to put into the mix, it, it looks like uh, increasing corporate taxes to pay uh, for uh, an infrastructure bill, uh, maybe later on, is, uh, is certainly going to be less harmful perhaps uh, uh, to profits than we thought a few months ago. You, you, uh, what's your perspective on that? Well, of course, trying to deal with the political structure in Washington and the bills is a, is changes daily, if not uh, weekly. Uh, but it, it does appear that the two, $2.2 trillion infrastructure uh, bill is, uh, is decreasing and now in that uh, trillion to 1.2 trillion uh, level. And the funding mechanism, which at first, uh, just a month ago, appeared to be increasing corporate taxes from the 21% up to the 28% is where Biden suggested. And then uh, it became clear that 28% was too high and 25% became more of the norm, uh, that the market could deal with that. Uh, that would not uh, hurt corporate profits too much of that expansion we talked about a little bit earlier. But now as we progress through the summer, even that uh, three to 4% increase in corporate taxes now might not be uh, on the table as they're looking for other ways to fund it and stimulus money that hasn't been spent yet. So that just continues to be a real positive for stocks. And of course this can change at any time, uh, but uh, you know, profits look like they're gonna to continue to remain at these very robust levels. Joe, let's wrap up with this. You're in the unique position, of course, every year to talk to clients at almost every level, from uh, personal and corporate, uh, all the way through. Um, could you give us a quick summary of, of uh, how you assess uh, the things to emphasize going forward in the, the back half of the year? Well, looking at, at the market, uh, there, was a, there was a major change that occurred last year on November 9th and how you position your portfolio uh, changed to that point. And that's when Pfizer announced the vaccine news, the very high success rate of it. And the market all of a sudden made a shift uh, from uh, those you know, stocks that worked back <clears throat> coming out of the pandemic, the technology sector, the healthcare sector, consumer discretionary sector, think Amazon, those were the leaders. And, and they got us through the economic slowdown and people working at home. But when the vaccine news was released, all of a sudden the market, since it does look forward six months, correctly predicted that as people became vaccinated, vaccinated the uh, areas of the economy that were hit the worst would now start to reopen the restaurants and, and airlines. 
uh, <clears throat> in travel. And, and interest rates will probably be moving up. And the economy now would finally start picking up steam. So the market rotated from these more safe growth type of investments to more investments that would benefit from the reopening of the economy. And that typically is value stocks. And value stocks, when I think about value, I think about energy stocks, financial stocks, real estate uh, and uh, utilities uh, and industrials would really benefit. And that indeed has been the case because from November 9th to May 31st, those value stocks were up 26.8%, while the growth stocks were up 14.1%. So indeed, a clear shift uh, is occurring. We think that's going to be the case. Now, we did take uh, reduce our overweight to growth over value, which proved to be very successful in 2020. We reduced that by half uh, in, uh, in November when the vaccine news came out. And then in February, we went back to an equal weight in value versus growth. And we think one should maintain uh, that uh, risk reward between the two there. We also like mid cap stocks. When the vaccine news came out, uh, small cap stocks took off. They were really beaten up on the downturn uh, they did exceedingly well. But as we moved into February, uh, we then saw, saw that small cap stocks begin to start underperforming. And we felt mid cap stocks were the best position uh, for the reopening. And in the last three months, we have had mid cap stocks underperforming a little bit large cap, but they're up 6.9% and small cap stocks really start to lose their luster, only up 0.2%. So in portfolios, we still wanna to continue to emphasize mid cap stocks uh, going forward. And our longstanding uh, bias toward domestic stocks to international remains in place. Although international stocks, uh, since they are about two to three months behind the US on reopening, their financial markets, especially in Europe, are starting to do much better. Uh, they're starting to catch up with uh, domestic returns. Uh, so on a short-term basis, they could show some outperformance. But longer term, we still believe the structure of the U.S. market, which is much more heavily weighted toward technology, will win out over uh, the EFI, the Europe, Australia, and Far East, uh, uh, markets going forward. So we still want to be underweight international, overweight domestic securities. So those are really the three areas of focus that, that we're looking at right now as we go through the summer. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for your point of view for conversations with Commerce Trust Company. Commerce Trust Company is a division of Commerce Bank. Generally, non-depository investments offered in connection with Commerce Bank and its affiliates are not guaranteed, are not FDIC insured, and may lose value. Information provided is effective as of today, June the 15th, 2021, and is presented for the purpose of general education, information, or illustration only. It is not to be considered as the opinion of Commerce Trust Company or Commerce Bank regarding any individual investment, investment account, or market behavior. 
Neither Commerce nor any of its affiliates, officers, employees, or agents have made any recommendation or given any advice as to the terms, beneficial interest, or profitability of any investment or market activity which may be referenced here, and this information may not be relied upon as such. Accordingly, you understand that you are always fully responsible for any investment transaction you choose to enter into, and that you shall not have relied only on any of the proceedings or following information from commerce as a basis for any investment decision. In considering whether to trade or invest, you should inform yourself and be aware of the risks. The risk of loss from investing in securities and other investments can be substantial. You should consider whether investments entered into directly by you or on a discretionary managed basis through Commerce Trust Company or elsewhere are appropriate for you in light of your investment objectives, financial circumstances, tax status, your tolerance to risk, investment time horizon, and your investment experience. Past performance is no guarantee of future results and the opinions and other information in the commentary provided as of this date are subject to change. Diversification does not guarantee a profit or protect against all risk. Markets, economic forecasts, and aspects of specific investments can change from time to time based on a variety of individual interrelated or complex factors. This disclosure statement cannot present all the risks and other significant aspects of investments, economies, or markets in which you may elect to transact from time to time. You should therefore carefully study investment arrangements in advance of making decisions about investing. Providing this information, which may be of value to you or others, does not detract from an investor's responsibility to take all such steps and make all such inquiries as may be necessary to ensure full understanding and familiarity with any potential future investment. If you are in doubt about the risks involved in trading or investment arrangements, or have not understood any aspect of this risk disclosure statement, you should seek independent professional advice. Please also note that Commerce does not offer tax, legal, or specific estate planning advice, and while we may provide information or express general opinions from time to time, such information or opinions are not offered as professional tax or legal advice.